Thank you for choosing the Concepts and Conversations podcast with yours truly, Coach Brian Thomas, where we discuss a little bit of life, a little bit of progression, and a little bit of growth, one day and one moment at a time. I'm so glad you decided to join me. The last episode, we dived into why did you want to get married? So now we're going to dive into something that I think many people don't really pay attention to, but it is something that is a part of almost every human life, no matter the race, no matter the gender. It is something that is very, very key. And if this can be something that can be settled in the mind of an individual, then this is what's going to lead that individual to actually have success. What am I talking about? Are you sure you are ready? Because we're going to dive into something that is an angle that I don't think very many people look at. But when you get an opportunity to listen to this, you will have a different perspective on this aspect. You ready? Here goes. Today, we're going to talk about narratives. Now, what is a narrative? A narrative is the story that most resonates with the belief system of the individual. So there are people that have certain narratives that they believe that really prohibit them from being successful because they believe it. And then because they believe it, they begin to look for it. And then it begins to embody their life. So what we're going to endeavor to do today is that we're going to endeavor to have a conversation about what you actually believe concerning relationships. Now, the problem with this is that this goes along the lines of both men and women. There are women that believe certain things about men. There are men that believe certain things about women. And until there is a constant and constructive conversation about what the belief system is, there's going to continue to be an argument, there's going to continue to be a war, there's going to continue to be a competition between men and women. I hope that you're ready to fasten your seatbelt because we're going to dive into some common myths that women believe about men and some common myths that men believe about women. So, if you fall into any of these categories, I want you to look at this totally different than you looked at before, because what this will do is that maybe this will hit the reset button and you will start to believe things differently than you did before. But I can't convince you. The only thing I can do is introduce you to the information that is going to help you look at life just a tad bit differently than you did before, because if we can affect a person's belief system to believe something different than what they have believed before, that is where you will then begin to see their life change. But if a person does not want to attack the faulty belief system or the lack of the proper belief system, then what ends up happening is that that individual find himself in him or her will find themselves in a perpetual cycle of madness. Anyway, hopefully you like the musical selection that I have here. And when the music is done, we're going to sit down and have a quality conversation about narratives. All right. Enjoy the music. I am your heavenly father. 
the same Healing power, salvation Deliverance is all in my name enjoy the musical selection that I chose. I wanted to give you something to just kind of lay back, get your mind open and ready because we're going to have what I would consider to be a very hard conversation. What do you believe? What do you currently believe? And how has it affected the way that you view life overall? What do you believe? You know, one of the things that I grew up, and I can be honest with you, I grew up with the belief that one day I would get married to a woman that would only want me for my money. And I remember having this conversation with my mom when I was probably, you know, around the age of nine or 10. I said, Mom, am I going to get married to somebody who wants me only for what I have? And that's when... 
my mom kind of told me and said, you have the choice to pick who you want to marry one day, but you need to make sure that love is involved. Now, I held on to that belief for a very long time, but it wasn't until I got to just past 30 years old, and when I had got past my 30th year, I went through a time frame where I pursued a young lady, and, you know, growing up in church and different things like that, I believed that a certain type of woman was what I was allowed to have. She had to be this particular way in the church. She had to be in this particular position. And if she was not in this particular position, then what I found out was I was going to have myself a conundrum. But I woke up. I woke up at 31 and I began to change my belief. And my eyes begin to be open to the reality that me getting the woman that I desired to get was as simple as me changing what I believed, changing what I believed. And so I was no longer looking at the aspect of what could be if I got with a woman who may have wanted me for my money. And I actually started to sit down and have quality conversations with young ladies and getting to know who they were, who they were and what they believe and how it would build me and how I could build them. And what I discovered was the moment that my belief system changed, that is when I began to understand women better because majority of the women that live in this world are fed a narrative that has told them from the beginning, as long as you are the prettiest, as long as your body accentuates a certain way, you can have whatever man that you want. You don't have to worry about your character. You don't have to worry about your purpose. All you have to do is just wake up and just thank God for the beauty that he's given you, and a man will come pawning over you for the rest of your life. Now, let's get back to what I believed. What I believed before was that if I just get a woman that has beauty and I have the money, that I could get the woman that I thought that I should have. But I was rudely awakened when I, at the time, 30 years old, pursued a very attractive and beautiful woman. And it wasn't enough. And I had the money. I was making a good amount of money at that particular point in time. I was making more than enough. I was making over $1,000 a week. And I was living in Florida, living it up near the beaches. I could go at any particular point in time and buy what it is that I wanted. I thought that as long as I had money in my account, I thought as long as I had evidence of finance, that it was going to lead me down a road of solitude and relationships. And boy, was I wrong. Because the young lady that I 
was talking to, quote unquote, dating, did not even see me as a viable part of her life. Now, I begin to understand when I then lost that job and I had to return home. And when I returned home, I had to realize that what I needed in my life was more than just money, more than just the looks, more than just the beard, more than just the height. I needed confidence. I needed confidence. And confidence comes from knowing and understanding what is best for you and living in that perspective. When I begin to change my perspective, my point of view of women began to change. It began to change because now I was no longer competing in a classroom of fallacies. I was now walking in a position where I could now begin to truly dissect whether the woman that was in front of me was going to be someone that I would be able to handle in my life. And it was from that point that I began to understand that it is not about what you have. It is about what you believe and how you use what you believe to better yourself. And so in the next phase of my life, I got married. I got married to a beautiful woman. She was at that point in time, I thought, was a woman of my dreams. And I thought, now that I have the woman of my dreams, and I somewhat have a job that is viable and I can take care of my responsibilities as the husband that I believe that I should be, that I would be all right. And I was sadly mistaken. I was sadly mistaken when I woke up to the reality that my thought process, even concerning marriage, was wrong. I woke up to the reality that I needed to go deeper because the woman that I had chosen needed more from me. She needed more than just my ability to provide. She needed more than just my ability to show up. She needed my understanding of who she was. And I didn't understand that until the relationship was over. And when I went through my divorce and the relationship ended, I was back where I was only a few years earlier. And it was then there that I remembered. I eventually went back to what I believed about women. I believed that if I had the money, if I had the job, that if I could provide, that if I could do these very things that in our culture 
are glorified, that I would have a chance at loving a beautiful woman who would be a part of my life for years to come. And that, unfortunately, was not enough. Because eventually I came back to what the core belief or the core narrative was in my life. That if I had certain things, if I had the money, that if I had the influence, that it would make a big difference in the woman that would choose me. But I was deceived. I didn't get what I wanted. I didn't get what I needed. I got what I believed. And what I believed was wrong. And it carried over even into my later 30s. Even as a a coach who was leading people to different narratives, I myself still had an internal struggle because now I was able to gain access to many women's vulnerabilities and things that they shared with me. But yet and still, I was struggling with my own belief about what I should have. And then one day the light bulb went off. Not going to tell you when, but one day the light bulb went off when I began to believe that the only person that I was responsible for changing the belief system was me. That I was the only one that had the ability to take a chance and grow. And I began to look at my body differently. I began to look at my money differently. I began to look at my talents and my skills differently. And I even began to look at women totally different. I began to understand that what I had developed as a man was not going to be enough for the right woman. That the right woman, though I wanted her in the past to be a certain look and of a certain place, that was not going to be enough to maintain a relationship. It was not going to be enough because the things that we so graciously believe that we should have are temporal and they can be snatched away. But you know what can't be snatched away? Your character can't be snatched away. If you were a scumbag two years ago and you didn't change the way that you thought, you are an even bigger scumbag now. So what does that mean that I need to do in order to change the narrative about relationships? I need to now believe in me. You need to believe in you and what you've been put on this earth to do. And when you begin to believe what you've been put on this earth to do, that's when there will begin to be a change in even your relational ideology. So what we're going to have a conversation about even now, I told that brief little story about myself and how I've evolved and 
now at the wonderful milestone age that I'm getting ready to hit very, very soon, I see women totally differently. And the things that normally would get to me like they did before, they don't get to me now. Because I realize that I have something that the women need. And that is a man that is decisive, decided, and dedicated to what I'm supposed to be doing. What I've been given to do on this earth is something that cannot be duplicated. And as long as I am here living my life, I then know that it is up to me to make the choice to do things differently on the behalf of myself so that when I come across the right woman, I then will offer something greater than what is tangible. So let's go to some of the myths that the women have been told about men. One of the myths that women have been told about men or the narratives, myths, narratives, they're both the same thing. We're going to call it a myth (laughs) slash narrative because it is something that can be challenged. You ready? Here goes. All men cheat. I have heard that phrase for many years. And I've come to tell you, ladies, every man does not cheat. I'm going to tell you why. Because cheating is a choice. And there are men out here who have made the choice not to cheat. There are men out here who have made the choice to better their lives and you can't see them because the type of man that you are looking for is beneath what your future is calling for. What your future is calling for means that you have to do a deep investigation of yourself. You have to do a deep investigation of who you are and understand that you can no longer do the things that you've done before and think that you're going to get a different result. That is the definition of insanity. And so what you have to look at is this aspect. What is it that I have been looking for in relationships? What is it that I've been looking for? And is the thing that I'm looking for, is it something that I have the ability to obtain myself or am I waiting for it to be handed to me and I'm not doing the work to actually be able to qualify for that? Some of the ladies out here that are asking for the men, they want the top tier man. They're saying, I want this. It is for an identity. It is not for your benefits. Because the benefit is you choosing a man that, number one, has a vision for his life, and number two, one that causes you to be accountable for your decisions. So the ones that are going and saying, all men cheat, I've come to tell you that that's not true, that that is a narrative that you have to take a step back and realize maybe it is that I have not vetted the men that I have been in relationship with, or maybe it is that I have not closed the door when the opportunity presented itself. 
because we want to be so graceful in the beginning. We want to be so graceful. We want to go through the process. We want to give an individual an opportunity to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to give you a chance to do right. And even if I see the sign of a yellow flag, not even a red flag, I am going to pass it by because you look good or because you can literally go through my rack of bills and take care of them. And what you find out is that though they can take care of those tangible things, the intangible things that will add a fire to your future, you're not going to be able to have it because you're looking at what he can do initially. But what a man does is based on his decision. But who a man is is based on his character. Every man does not cheat. Every man does not cheat. I'll say it again. Every man does not cheat. You've got to sit down and discover who is the best man for you and stick to it. Don't pay so much attention to what the other young ladies around you are doing. Don't pay attention to this is the type of man that you should have. Get yourself around mature individuals that have some experience, that can sit down, have a conversation with you, talk to you about what it really means to be in a viable relationship. See, some of y'all, this is the problem. The problem is that you don't have anybody in your corner that is telling you the truth. You have your friends who have the same vested interest as you. And then when you are looking for the right man, you find out that the man that you really need, you're not even really getting the, you're not even really getting the information that you need. You're getting the information from social media. You're getting the information from women that have negative thought processes. You're getting the information from women that have not truly been down the road and have successful marriages and relationships. And now you have to ask yourself, am I really getting around the right individuals? So the first narrative or myth is all men cheat. That's not true. The second myth and narrative is that men only want sex. That is not true. Is that true for some men? Yes. And those men are definitely not ones that you want to pick. But, oh, they look so good they're attractive. They would look good next to me. Oh, he smells good. Oh, he looks good. Oh, his beard is together. Oh, he's dressed nice. And you have desires, which that's a natural thing. However, every man is not wanting just sex. There's a good amount of men that do want sex. Not going to lie to you because <laughs> sex is a wonderful thing. But every man is not after the initial thought process of experiencing your body. There are some men out here who want to be intimate with your future. 
They want to be intimate with your dreams. They want to be intimate with who you are becoming. They want to be intimate with understanding who you are. They want to be intimate with you intangibly before they ever get a chance to experience you in the tangible way. But again, you as a young lady have to now sit down and ask yourself, what is it that I am truly asking for in my relationships? What is it I'm truly asking for? What is it that I am truly wanting to have in my relationships? Because the physical aspect is something that it is enhanced through intimacy, but it cannot be handed based on desire. It is something that must be achieved through understanding and intimacy. So every man is not after your body. A real man is really after your heart and how he can expand that heart's belief in loving. The last myth that I'll say that women have about men are that men don't want to commit and men don't want a real woman. And that is not true. There are more men that want a real woman than men that just want to have multiple women. There are more men who are dedicated to being a part of a real woman's life. But what they have found out is that maybe the narrative of the real man is a man that comes with conditions. Understand this. A man is not going to be perfect. A man is not going to get it right every time. But a true man is going to understand that the adjustments that need to be made in order to add to the validity of what it is that he wants to bring to that woman's life. Ladies, there are real men out here. You just have to pay attention. You have to know who you are and understand what you need. And when you understand it, then you know the right questions to ask. Now, narratives that men believe about women. Men believe that all women want is money. No, that's not true. I have countless stories of young ladies who chose gentlemen who financially were not at the place that they would have liked to have been. The men were not at the place. The woman did not care. When a real woman is in your life, she's not looking at what you have. She's looking at what you can become. And she's looking at the pathway and the steps that you're taking to go there. She's not looking at the aspect of what it is that you may be doing now. She's looking at the fact that you have a vision for your life and you're headed toward that vision and you're consistent toward that vision and that when you're getting up every single morning, you're staying on top of that vision. And because of that, she can believe in you. Because of that, she can hold you accountable for what it is that you said you wanted to be. You said you wanted to go to law school and you got your woman that's going to be there with you that's going to help you stay on top 
of your work that's going to believe in you when it gets hard, that's going to believe in you when you decide that you want to give up. And she says, you got two more semesters to go, baby. You better not give up. We've come too far. One that's going to pat you on the back and say, sweetheart, you can do this. For the This one is for the young man that's working at Target but has a dream of one day being a CEO of his business. And that woman is saying, I accept you for who you are because I see the vision. I see what you're going to become. I see that if you keep on rocking the way that you're rocking, that you're going to become everything that you told me that you're going to become. And I'm going to be there every step of the way. Now, here is a, a mini or a misnomer that comes into the equation well what do you do if it's a man that you've been there for and you're afraid that if you do these things with him that he's going to leave you that is a great fear but I'm telling you that that is why it is so very important to vet because you have to understand that as you're vetting there may be a time that you, as the lady of his life, may have to hold him accountable to the end of that relationship and let him see things without you. Because, fellas, you have to understand that there are certain investments that you will make into that woman that cannot be duplicated and understand that your eyes will fail you. You may be in a relationship with a woman that's been there for you and you see a beautiful woman who now sees you after you have been developed and you're saying to yourself, oh my goodness, this could be an opportunity for me to have a beautiful woman on my side. But don't forget about the woman that was there to help you. Don't forget about the investment that she put into you. Don't forget because every woman is not trying to take advantage of you. There are women out here who have developed themselves and are working on themselves. And even when they see that things are growing, they're still holding themselves accountable. How do you prevent this from happening. How you prevent this from happening, fellas, is you stay committed to the journey. Stay committed to the journey. And if you stay committed to the journey and the right woman is there, she's not going anywhere. Another myth that men have about women, narrative, is that women just want to get married for the ring and the wedding and the engagement. It's not true. Is there a lot of women that want to? <laughs> there is. And those you have to watch out for because there are some women out here who they can't wait to get into a relationship because they're like, ooh, I want the wedding. Ooh, I want this. Ooh, I want that. And to a certain point, it's okay to have that celebration. But at some of the young ladies, it's their point to have it because it's their identity. 
But fellas, this is where you got to bet. This is where you got to get in that relationship with her. And you have to see exactly what's her motivation for getting married. You will find the right woman. And that woman will begin to enhance your life. That by the time you decide, hey, I want to get married, you're like, okay, we can we can do this. Uh, <laughs> we can do this wedding thing. We can do this engagement thing. You know what? I don't mind showing you off to the world because you've been there with me from the very, very beginning. And we're going to, you know, continue to just do even greater things. The last myth that has been told or that is believed by men is that a woman does not allow a man to be vulnerable, that she is not a safe space. To a certain extent, it is something that is a issue, but again, every woman is not like that. There are some women that are some beautiful safe spaces, and those beautiful safe spaces are places that you can lay down how you're feeling and that she can tell you what is best, that you can have a place that you can just be at rest. There are not as many women as I believe that could be in the space, but I believe it is something that must be learned and that woman must mature into doing. And again, it is a matter of vetting. It is a matter of if she cannot be a safe space to you now, then you may not be able to see her become a safe space later. So we're here toward the end of this because I want to keep my episodes where they're not going to drag out too long, but they're going to give a specific point have a quick conversation, and go about our merry way. In the month of March, I got something special concerning narratives that hopefully you guys will enjoy, that hopefully you guys will be able to take from this. And we're going to dive into many of the narratives about men, about women, conversation, and get the ball rolling in the right direction. Those are the Concepts and Conversations podcast. We are on to talk about abstract, difficult, and uncomfortable things and put them in the proper place of understanding. Anyway, I thank you for tuning in and rocking with me. If you haven't subscribed, go ahead and subscribe. If you haven't and you still don't, you know, no big deal. (laughs) Hopefully one day you will. And with that being said... If you want to partner up with me, you already know. You can find me on Instagram, CoachBT316. You can find me on, ooh, TikTok. I almost said Twitter. TikTok, CoachBT316. I believe Twitter is also CoachBT316, but I'll let you know in the next episode. And on Facebook, Brian Thomas, B-R-Y-A-N-T-H-O-M-A-S, Thomas, on Facebook, and then If you want to sit down and possibly talk about coaching, my direct number is 310-686-6339. Call me, text me, say, hey, 
I want to have a conversation about how I can be better prepared for the next relationship. But guess my specialty? My specialty is dating relationships development and helping individuals grow into who God has called them to be. So with that being said, I want to thank you for tuning in to the Concepts and Conversations podcast with yours truly, Coach Brian, where we discuss a little bit of life, a little bit of growth, and a little bit of progression, one moment and one day at a time. God bless. We'll talk to you soon. Peace.